0: Hello, and welcome to The Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello everyone, it's Jen here and welcome to episode 5 of the Simply and Fiercely show. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about decluttering tips for people who love stuff, okay? (laughs) And um, I know that might sound like a bit of a strange topic or or quite a specific topic. Um, So before I dive in with the decluttering tips, I thought I would just take a second to share my inspiration for this episode and why I felt it was necessary to to talk about decluttering from this very specific um, point of view of people who love stuff. So as some of you may know, um, I have been doing work with decluttering and minimalism for seven-ish years now. Um, so even though this podcast is relatively new, I've had a website where I've been blogging since 2015. A um, little shout out, it's simplyfiercely.com if you want to check it out. Um, in addition to the website, I have been teaching decluttering courses since 2017? 2017 perhaps i'm not sure but but the point is it's been quite a few years that i've been investing a lot of time and energy and thought um thinking about decluttering and minimalism um on top you know beyond my own personal experience um which is you know over 10 years now of of sort of embracing a minimalist lifestyle so as part of that one thing i often do um is i do a bit of research right i just want to see what other people are saying about decluttering and minimalism. Not so much, I guess, maybe to hear what other people have to say, but just to hear what people are struggling with so that I can better um, surf my audience. And so what I'll do is I'll go onto social media, um, sometimes like Instagram or Facebook groups, and just see what kind of questions people have. And one thing that I've noticed is that when someone asks a question, so you're, you're in a Facebook group, for example, and you're like, oh, I'm really struggling to declutter X, Y, Z, you know, does anyone have any advice for what I should do? And of course, there's like a million things that people say, but sometimes there is a very, how should I say it? Like a very anti-stuff sentiment, okay? Where people are very much like, oh, you know, you just shouldn't care or, you know, stuff's just not important. Um, And yes, these things are true. I think I've talked about this in another episode. So sorry for repeating myself. Like, yeah, this is true. But For some people, you know, it's not that easy, right? Some people love stuff. Um, And another example of that, actually, I'll just share something that I posted on Instagram recently. Um, I'm currently in the middle of a year-long shopping ban, and um, I wrote a blog post about it, so I'll share that in the show notes. I don't want to hijack this episode, but basically, I'm eight months in, I'm trying to go a year without buying any clothes, whether they're new or secondhand. And so I posted about it on Instagram um, and I said, you know, could you go a year without buying any clothes? And so um, the feedback that I got, like the comments and the DMs, they were very, very mixed. Um, there were some people who were like, oh, that would be really hard, you know, like maybe I could, but, you know, it'd be a bit of a struggle. And then there was also surprisingly quite a lot of people who were um, like, yeah, no worries, that wouldn't be a problem for me. Like, I only buy what I need and, you know, I don't buy excess stuff, etc. So I guess just seeing those comments just kind of really drove home in my brain that there are two types of people in the world. There are people who just can be detached from stuff, right? They see it as like a means to an end. They're very naturally minimalist. Um, I think I've mentioned this before my husband is very much like that like he moved um, from England to Australia just with one bag and it wasn't like a stress or drama for him and he buys stuff when he needs it but it's it's just it's so rare (laughs) so rare in fact I should probably try and get him to buy some new clothes Um, but he just doesn't care about stuff right and so the people who fall into that camp the type of advice that works for them is a little bit different from people who love stuff. And I can say that because I am the type of person who loves stuff. Um, You know, even though now, like obviously I identify as minimalist, um, but I still really enjoy things. Like I have a, a good friend who will, you know, send me photos whenever she finds cute shoes or, you know, cute things for the kids. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm, you know, heart face emojis all over the place. Um, I I appreciate stuff and I love stuff, right? I love um, just enjoying stuff. So for me, I had to take a really different approach to decluttering and minimalism than perhaps everyone. I mean, I guess we're all unique, right? We all have our own different um, personalities. Um, but anyway, what I thought I'd do Um, That long intro was just to explain that I think that there's some people who love stuff more than others, and they need to take a slightly different approach to decluttering. So that's what I'm going to share today. I'm actually going to share three tips um, that will help you if you love stuff. Okay, so let's dive in. My tip number one, my decluttering tip number one for people who love stuff is to get really, really clear on what you like to the extent that you're almost being snobby. <laughs> okay. um, So, okay. I know snobby is not a very nice word, so people don't really resonate with that. Um, Perhaps I should say discerning, right? You want to develop a really discerning taste. Okay. And I'll just explain how this works by sharing sort of my an example from my life. Um, as a former shopaholic who was once addicted to buying clothes, one of the things that helped me declutter um, as well as, as slow down my shopping was to get really, really picky about fabrics. Okay, so back in the old days, you know, flashback like 12 years from now, um, I used to buy a ton of fashion not really proud of it. I know it's horrible for the earth, um, but you know, that's that's the type of person who I used to be. And a ton of what I owned was like polyester or polyester blends. And I just want to say that I don't want to shame anyone for what you buy or what's in your closet. Um, obviously, it's a personal choice. Um, but what I realized for me is that I didn't really feel my best wearing these items. Most of the things that were kind of like poly blends are the kind of clothes that I'd wear once or twice. Um, I'd like the way that they looked on the hanger or the way that they looked in the shop. But when I actually spent like a full day wearing, you know, a polyester shirt or um, I just just didn't feel my best. Right. So one thing that I did that helped me become more minimalist, um, helped me declutter, helped me save a ton of money on shopping was to become a snob about fabrics. Okay. So what I did is I realized there's certain ones that I really love. Like I love the way linen feels. I like silk. Um, I like like hundred percent cotton. Um, those are the things that I was wearing the most anyway. So I just trained my brain to, um, not even just prefer those clothes, but to get snobby about it, to be like, Oh, I wouldn't wear poly blends <laughs> again, not judging anyone else, but I'm just saying you can use this hack to kind of train your brain to, only love certain things, right? So then if you were the type of person who loves stuff, when you're decluttering, you just kind of fall out of love. I guess that's one way to say it's like you fall out of love with certain things and then it's easier to get rid of them. So um, now I will just say that I find this tip really, really helpful. Like the snobbier you can get about what you like, the easier it is to get rid of certain things um, but I will say that it's sometimes hard to implement this um like when I tell people about that they're like a bit uncomfortable because our brains have sort of been trained that being snobby is a really bad thing and of course like being snobby in general is not very nice I would say um but like you're very in this case you're using it in a very specific way and it's not to be like judgmental or mean to other people it's just to help you curate um, your desires. If you're the type of person who desires everything, this is a way of scaling it back, right? And I also just want to say that, like, if you are scared of the idea on some level of being snobby, I think it's helpful to think of it, um, or if you, to think of it a bit like people placing. okay? So, for example, you know how some people, sometimes me, (laughs) probably sometimes you, Um, you want to be nice. So you don't like to say no to people. You feel a bit guilty, right? Like if people ask you to do something, you're always like, yes, I'll do it for you. Um, Because you know, you don't want to be a bad person. You want to be helpful. But if you say yes to everything, you know, obviously you reach a point where you're overextended and you're exhausted and you feel like you're, you know, being taken advantage of um, and you just, you just end up getting walked over, right? So if you think of that perspective, if you think of that analogy and then you think about your stuff, you know, if you're trying to see the best in everything you own, if you love everything um, and and as a byproduct of that, you know, you keep everything because you, you're you trying to see the best and you might use it someday, then you end up overwhelmed with clutter, right? It's kind of like the clutter version of people pleasing. You have to put up some boundaries, So the way to do it, as I said, if you are the type who loves stuff, I I would definitely recommend that you give this a try instead of trying to force yourself, like not to care about certain things when you're decluttering, because that doesn't come very naturally. um, At least it didn't come very naturally to sort of my personality type. Um, And if you're the type who loves stuff, I'm going to assume that we're sort of similar. You can try and go in the opposite direction and just embrace that you love stuff. Just get really particular and really specific about what it is that you love. Okay. Um, so that's tip number one. My tip number two for people who love stuff is to really indulge in things that you love more than stuff. Okay. So what I mean by this is if you are the type of person who really loves stuff, I think it's not a huge jump to say that your personality might be someone who's quite, um, indulgent, who enjoys the pleasures of life, right? I can say that's definitely me. Um, I am 100% a pleasure seeker. Um, For anyone who follows the Enneagram, um, I'm not an expert in it, but if you've not heard of it, it's like this personality test. Um, I am a Enneagram 7. And from what I understand about these tests is that like the type seven is just the type of person who just wants to feel good. So we do things and we buy things and we chase things that make us feel good. Right. That is my innate personality. And um, as like a side effect of that, like I'm not a very disciplined person. I have a very hard time like making myself do things that I don't want to do. So. Um, if that resonates with you and sometimes you have to be honest with yourself because sometimes like I don't really like to admit those it sounds makes me sound a bit shallow but if I'm honest with myself that is my personality type right so you have two options if you're like me you can try and go against your natural instincts your sort of natural behavior and force yourself to declutter and so that's what I tried to do for a very long time. I thought that I could just like use sheer will and just like effort to create the lifestyle I wanted. Um, but <laughs> if any of you have listened to um episode one of the show where I share my minimalist um, and decluttering story, you will know that that did not work for me. Okay. As I said, I just, I can't force myself to do things that I don't want to do. And so, um, I spent several years actually like trying to declutter and making no progress. So eventually what I realized is, hey, why don't we work smarter and not harder, right? Why don't I work with what comes naturally for me instead of trying to force myself into being someone I'm not, okay? And so with regards to decluttering, um, what I needed to do is I needed to find something that I loved more than stuff right it's like a perspective shift um it's kind of like uh, i'm hesitant to share this analogy because i don't want to make it out like decluttering and some kind of life-changing thing um but let's just say like you know if you had a near-death experience right or you had someone who you were close to, got really ill or something. You know how if you go through that experience, all of a sudden you're going to look at your life differently and you're going to be like, oh my God, like the other day I was obsessing over like whether I should get two or three t-shirts off the clearance rack at Target. And today my whole life feels different. And now those t-shirts feel insignificant. It's kind of like that, right? Obviously, I'm not saying that decluttering is life or death, right? But if you can indulge in the things in life that are more let's say more joyful, right? Than decluttering, or sorry, not than decluttering, then clutter or then stuff. It's just gonna give you that perspective shift, okay? So like, for example, for me, um, I am very passionate about travel. I love travel. I love food. I hate cooking, but I love eating. Um, I really love, um, I'm not like a huge beauty person, but I love going to the spa. I love like beauty treatments. I love spending time outdoors. Um, I love indulging in like creative hobbies all of these kind of things are the things that make me feel alive right like when i'm doing this i'm like oh life just feels great it's kind of like when you go on holidays or vacation you know for the americans you know how like if you're out and you're having a good time you're just like all oh, those things that i thought were important just don't matter it's that same kind of thing right so the more that i do things I make a real conscious effort to do things that I enjoy, um, the easier it is to declutter because these decisions just don't seem that important when I'm like, oh, do I want to keep this? And I'm like, who cares, right? I don't love, um, I guess if we go back to the title of this episode, right, if you're the type of person who loves stuff, if you are filling your heart and your joy and your life with these pleasurable activities, you just love stuff less. So it becomes naturally easier to declutter okay now one thing i will say is that um this topic of just enjoying yourself and learning to enjoy life more is so important and it's not even just for decluttering i actually think that it is related to why a lot of people have so much clutter in the first place what i think is that our lives have gotten busy right everybody is busy even if you know I mean, I'm not as busy as a lot of people. I've put a lot of effort into being less busy, but everyone's got things to do, right? We can't escape that we've got kids and work and bills and you know, all these adulting things that get into our life. And so sometimes um, it's hard to make ourselves do things that are fun, right? So I'll give you an example. I live, in t- I live in a high-rise apartment complex. And one of the reasons we chose this building is that there is a beautiful resort-style pool here. Right. It's like not just the pool. It's got like a sandy beach and I've got palm trees and there's fountains. It's just it's like a little oasis in the city. It's so lovely. And when I first moved here, I was like, oh, I'm going to go down there all the time and just like sit by the pool. You know, again, like if we go back to the analogy of saying like, you know, when you're on holidays, like you're on vacation, you just go sit by the pool for a bit, even if it's not long, you know, just for a few minutes before dinner and you feel so relaxed. Right. So that's how I sort of envisioned I was going to live when I moved here. But in reality, right, I always catch myself thinking that I don't have enough time. And in my brain, I'm like thinking, oh, well, I've got things to do. I don't have all afternoon to spend lounging around the pool. Um, so I just don't bother going. Where in reality, I could have easily gone and spent like 20 minutes just getting a bit of sunshine, you know, just relaxing for a bit. But in my head, I tell myself that I don't have enough time to do that, right? So bringing this back to clutter and how this has to relate to, you know, decluttering and why our lives have so much clutter in the first place, what I think has happened is our brains tell us that we're too busy. So we have stopped doing little things that bring us joy. And so what we do instead is we get little jolts of joy by shopping. Okay. Because shopping is such a quick high, isn't it? Right. You like buy something you get like a little buzz of joy. And now with like obviously internet shopping, um, or, you know, you can be on Amazon and you know, they have the, I don't know if you use the app, it's like a one swipe and you buy something like you can buy something in under a minute. It's insane. Um, or just for like some reason in our brains, I've noticed it. like the idea of going down and spending a half hour just sitting by the pool, I'm like, oh, I don't have enough time. But the idea of just like popping into Target for 20 minutes, that sounds very manageable in our minds. So what we've we've started doing is we've used shopping and making little purchases as a way to fill the hole in our lives um, that we're, that's there because we're not out doing joyful things. We're not doing things you know, like reading a book, going for a walk, these other little things that that make us happy, um, but we just don't think we have enough time. And so, yeah, I'm going a bit on a tangent. This is all related to decluttering, but I guess it's that bigger story of like, how did we end up in this place? How are we living in this time where everybody is struggling so much with clutter? And I think that on some level, we have lost the skill of enjoying ourselves. And so um, even though that might not working on that skill developing that skill getting out there having fun enjoying your life it may not seem relevant to decluttering but i 100 promise that it is the more that you do that the more that you enjoy living best you can you know within your reality acknowledging that people have bills and responsibilities and jobs or whatever but just in the pockets of your day the more that you practice just doing things that make you happy i think the bond, the connection, the love that we feel for stuff, it weakens, right? And so as a result, um, not only do we buy less, but decluttering becomes easier. Again, you just love, you fall out of love with your stuff again. And so decluttering um, is less of a drama. Okay. So actually, even if you don't love stuff, I honestly think that there's probably not anyone today who doesn't need to practice just enjoying life more. And as a result, I think that's just a powerful way to sort of break those sort of consumer ties with stuff. Okay, so moving on. um, I want to share my last decluttering tip for people who love stuff. Um, And this is a really big one, but it's a little bit out there. So just bear with me for a moment. You need to get clear on why you love stuff. Okay, as you might feel a little bit of like backlash at that and be like, what are you talking about? Um, And trust me, I get that, too, because that's how like if you had said that to me 15 years ago, I'd be like, whatever, like (laughs) what are you talking about? You nutter. Um, But it's a bit of tough love. Okay, so I can only say this. As I said, I've been blogging for seven years and I'm part of blogging for me has been very personal. So I've pretty much put my life, my feelings, my relationship with clutter under a microscope and I've dissected everything. And what I have found is that part of the reason why I really love stuff, why I feel this strong attachment to stuff is because for me, and this might not be your story, um, but I think everyone has a story, meaning that I use the stuff in my life as a mask okay so it is a way to protect me from the things that i feel insecure about so for example if i feel insecure about my appearance right i can buy certain clothes or buy makeup to make myself feel better. Or if I feel insecure about like how successful I am, you know, is my job title good enough? Do I make enough money? I can buy something that kind of signals wealth. Or if I feel insecure about my skills as a parent, right? I can go drop a couple hundred dollars on these like fancy educational toys. And then I'm like, oh, pat on the back right now. I feel like a good mother. Okay. Um, And so part of why I love stuff is because for me, those things are more than stuff they represent to me who I am right they like represent like like those toys I'm actually in the middle right now of doing some toy decluttering and like it's really hard sometimes because like I, I look at those toys and um to be clear it's not like super obvious I'm not some kind of um you know non-human person who looks at everything in my life like it's feelings but if I if I spend a lot of time sort of really reflecting like why is it so hard for me to get rid of something I realize it's because you know sometimes it's fear like if I'm getting rid of these toys that I adore I absolutely love them they're beautiful and it's because to me those toys are like signaling that I'm a good mother right and if I get rid of them I'm like oh there's that vulnerability when I don't have this stuff to protect me. Okay. So, um, you, your relationship with stuff might be different. In fact, you know, everybody's relationship with, oh, sorry. Everyone's relationship with stuff is very different. But what I encourage you to do is just realize that loving stuff isn't necessarily your identity or your personality. Okay. That that used to be me. I used to think that like, I'm Jen. I'm Jen the shopper. I'm the Jen who loves shoes, right? And probably a lot of the people around me 15 years ago used to think that about me, but that's not actually who I am. That's not some sort of like innate part of my personality. Instead, my love for shoes and my love for stuff is kind of a, um, a response, a response to things that are going on in my head, my, you know, the stories and beliefs um, from my past that has created an environment where I love stuff. And so when you realize this, when you start to unravel your relationship with stuff, then you can start to change it, okay? So, um, you know, even perhaps what I said sort of towards the start of this podcast isn't quite correct where i was saying, like, I'm the type of person who loves stuff. Perhaps more accurate would be that I used to be the type of person that love stuff. But I think over time in the work that I've done in the past decade I have evolved to be the type of person who appreciates stuff. Okay? So for example, I can see beautiful things, you know, the 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 things that my friend will send me, and I can look at these pictures and I can adore them and I can really appreciate them. Um, but I no longer crave them or need them. Okay. That's that's a big difference. Like if I look at my older version myself, I would see a picture of shoes that I thought was beautiful. And then I would start to feel like I need those shoes in my life, and it would be like obsessive um, until I would go out and buy them. But now I've, I've, through working through my relationship with stuff, I've learned that to appreciate something without needing it, that that love has been downgraded to um, appreciation, and you know that that obviously. Um, helps me with shopping. I buy a lot less stuff than I used to, but obviously it applies to decluttering as well. I think that like shopping and decluttering are just two sides of the same coin. When you sort of change your relationship with stuff, you buy less, but also you find it easier to let go. Okay, so um, if you are someone who loves stuff, examine that relationship and see um, if you can break it down and get to the point where you can start to view a beautiful thing as just a beautiful thing. Um, that has nothing to do with who you are as a person. And then um, it becomes that much easier to declutter. Okay. So (laughs) those are my tips. Those are my top tips for decluttering when you love stuff. And really, um, one thing I'll say is that so much of this is just all about clarity. Um, I really believe that clarity is key to decluttering. When you get clear on what you want from your stuff when you get clear on what you want from life when you get clear on why you are in love with stuff or what your relationship with stuff is um, that clarity is the key to decluttering and for anyone who's interested that is actually part of the work that we do in my group program Um, i have a group decluttering program called clear your clutter Um, i open it twice a year so the next enrollment is going to be in july Um, And with my program, the people who join are really the type of people who've already tried everything, quote unquote, you know, they've read a lot of blogs and podcasts and books or even taken other courses, but they find that nothing is really working for them. Um, And I think that what sets my program apart and the feedback that I've got is because we spend so much time getting to the heart of why you have clutter. Like it's like um, like a diagnosis. Like if you think that you're going to the doctor and you're trying to figure out, you know, why do I have a cough? Well, it's because there's something underneath the surface that needs to be treated. And that's kind of the work that we do in the program. Um, we get to the heart of your clutter so that we can clear the clutter from the roots. Um, and it's not just about getting you know, rid of a few bags of getting it out the door. Instead, it's really about creating a new lifestyle, we're, just, we're completely changing your relationship with stuff, um, which is so powerful, right? Because it's not just about owning less, it's about figuring out what you want most out of life and then taking the steps to create that lifestyle. It's about decluttering. The course is a decluttering course, but really it's because decluttering is a tool that helps you with your lifestyle design. So if that sounds like something that you'd like to learn more about, um, you can go to simplyfiercely.com slash clear your clutter. Um, go to that page and you can get on the wait list um, so that you'll be first to be notified about the program. And you can also read a bit more about that there. As I said, um doors are going to open in early July so it's not long now. Okay, so um, thanks for your time. That's all for today. I will be back in a few weeks uh, with more decluttering, talk about decluttering and minimalism. Take care. Thanks for your time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide that's all one word to get instant access until next time thanks again